Have you ever wondered what it is like to be the accounting manager of a construction company? Well, our guest in today's episode of The Thriving in Construction, the podcast, is Lunacon Construction Group Accounting Manager, Ms. Purissima Gonzalez. She's responsible for overseeing teams of accountants working towards Lunacon financial goals. And in addition, she oversees the financial performance of all construction projects. Well, I guess it is time to hear the story. So let's all of us welcome Purissima Gonzalez. We are so happy to have you in our show today. Thank you for being here. Purissima Gonzalez, welcome to the Thriving in Construction, the podcast. Puri, tell us, can I call you Puri? Of course. <laughs> Puri, what brings you to construction? Tell people about you, your background, you know, what happened in your life before you got into construction, you know, what gets you to this industry and what makes you stay in it? Okay, in, in my case, it's a very unique, I would say, because I come from the uh, banking industry. Banking. I used to handle a, a portfolio from Brazil, and um, I was um, required because of that to uh, speak Portuguese. Really? Yes. And, do you speak uh, Portuguese? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I do. And uh, the reason why I ended up in um, was merged with First Union back in the early nineties. I would say. When the um, banking industry collapsed, Southeast Bank, which was the uh, institution where I used to work, and therefore the first union at, at the same time took over uh, international department. It happens to be that there was a uh, Portuguese construction company that was looking for person that would have banking experience but at the same time, that would be able to speak the, their language. And it happens to be. Uh, in this case, you know, I accept the, um, the position. And this is how I end up with, in construction. In my life, I would have never thought that I was going to be a change like from day to night. It, but it happened. And, and we've been talking about adapting to change. And, you know, when some industries collapse, it opens opportunities in, in somewhere else. Exactly. Because what you develop in one industry, the expertise and the skills that you develop, they are transferable too. So you're saying that what is the skill that the banking industry gave you and you're grateful for that allowed you in times of crisis to divert into construction, what's the main skill? The, uh, the main skill that they were looking for, it was because in my position, since I was in the uh, international division, uh, my position was to bring big business to the United States. It was also including loans, including personal banking itself. It was private banking. Really? So therefore, the, uh, since the industry at that, at that time, the construction industry, it was like a booming, to the contrary to the banking industry. They were looking for someone that has long experience, and at the same time, like I said, 
they speak the language. So for them, that was like a plus or a must. And uh, that's how I ended up in the, uh, the construction industry. And what happened later? What happened later after? Did you change jobs? Did you... When I started with, uh, well, I don't know if I should say the, the name of the company, but anyways, it was Suarez da Costa. And uh, when I started, uh, I started like from, from scratch. So I started on site. And uh, for me, uh, being a international private banker and to become a just like a regular employee in the, uh, the construction industry for me was a change, a, a challenge. And, but at the same time, I wouldn't change because it brought challenges, it brought goals, it brought for me to, to change in a positive way. So it was great. It, like you said, the, uh, the construction industry is uh, completely different as the uh, banking industry, but at the same time, For me, being a woman, which by the way, at that time, I was the only woman in the whole, in the whole company. The so only for, woman in the, in whole, the whole company? company? And how many employees? Just to give perspective. It was a hundred and something. A hundred and, and something. Employees? employees? And you were the only woman? I was the only woman on and site. How, what was that about? What was that like? It was, at the beginning, it was, um, it was a challenge because I guess uh, since that was a men per se work, uh, to see a woman with a hat and boots in the middle of the site, it was kind of odd. But I came up uh, across that. With, with, let me ask you something. What kind of uh, personality qualities in you did you need to bring out in order to You know, making in that world, in the field, because it's important to note that this is, she's coming from the banking industry, but she didn't go to accounting, right? She went to the field with a hard hat and boots to work with men, you know, in the site. So I want to understand your role, but I also want to understand when you, when you see that you're in this, in, in this space and there's men, who do you need to become? How did the process transform you? It gives you, it gives you an opportunity to, to prove yourself. It gives you an opportunity to be um, optimistic, uh, to be disciplined with what you do. They expect you to, because you're a woman, uh, they expect more out of you. Really? And I passed the test. They expect more out of you? They, yes, I would say so. It being a, the first woman in, in, in that in that group, um, it gives me a, a, an opportunity to prove myself. A woman can do anything. It brings you, I see that it brings you emotions. Yes, definitely. Even though I'm not very emotional. <laughs> and um, being a woman in that men industry, it gives you the opportunity to prove, like I said, that a woman can do anything. And Tell me, when you think about that time, what are you thinking? What was the challenge? What was that moment where you saw that you could do anything and maybe before you didn't, weren't so sure, but you saw, you know what, I can do this. Yes. I, I can you show, can you give an example? I, uh, I would say like, for example, when I started, I started, like I said, I was um, with the uh, loan experience. So That was the part that they were looking for me. And at the same time, they were looking for operations manager per se. 
for that specific uh, project. It was a $40 million project, so it was a huge responsibility at the same time. But I do remember saying to myself, if he can do it, so can I. If he can do it, so can I. So can I. And tell me, what was that job like? What was the responsibility that you have on, on that $40 million project? Yeah, you had never been into a $40 million job. And by the way, other than the, uh, the banking side, it was, for me, it was a completely work perspective. I was doing not project management, but it was operations because I had to deal with the, um, the, the closing of the, uh, the uh, payments requisition. Not of the accounting point side, but of the operations side. So I was the liaison between the owners and the um, the project managers per se. So it was between the company and the uh, and the owners. When did so, you realize that you were good? I'm good at this. I'm good at this shit. When did you? When did I you have, realize? I have always feel confident that no matter what comes in your in your path, I think I can do it. I think I can. Uh, you put yourself goals in life, um, and I think that um, they have to be realistic. I mean, I you cannot say I wanna I wanna go to the moon because it's not gonna happen. No, it's not for you to be no. If you have millions and millions of dollars, or you are an astronaut or whatever, if that is a possibility. But if I ask to be, I'm, I want to go to the moon. That's not realistic. So you have to put. It, it, you have to put tasks, you have to put goals that you can, that they're reachable. And that's what I think. Smart goals. Yes. Attainable, right? Specific, right. measurable. You can, that, you can, that you can achieve. Right. You, can. you don't believe you can, you won't. Exactly. And what else helped you when you were in this field that it's, uh, what helped you thrive? Because I would say that in that space, you were thriving, right? Because <laughs> you grew, not, they didn't fire you. No. <laughs> so what helped you thrive, thrive in, in the space of construction? I, um, I saw myself like um, a good sample for women. And after that, I, uh, I have seen that the, the women in the construction industry, they have grown and like incredible. In order for me to say that I was the first woman in that specific uh, company, and that was a huge challenge. And then after that, I see women coming more and more and more into the uh, construction industry. Now you see uh, project managers, you see the accounting, you see every single field in the construction industry, there is a woman. How does that make you feel? Wonderful. In what sense? It makes you feel proud to be a woman. So in, in all practical purposes, you were a pioneer. I would, I would say so. What kind of qualities do you have as a woman that allowed you to do this? Because, you know, the, 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 the reality is that even today, there's only 10% of women in construction. Only 10. So uh, as much work as there is out there, what's preventing a ton of women to enter the space of construction? Why? You know, that the, in the construction industry, uh, in being me a, a baby woman, like they call it, the construction industry goes around the baby boomers and therefore all the baby boomers are retiring. So right now it's a good time for us baby boomers to rely that on new blood, fresh blood. And that's when it comes to be persistent, 
That's when it comes like you are a mentor. I would say that being, in, how can I put it, being persistent in what you do, try to help others, like the new generation, to see that we can do it. Bring all your 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 experience and transfer those to, to them. That's beautiful. Because in that's giving back. And uh, you mentioned with a lot of passion, the word discipline and the word persistence. I want to know, the word discipline is huge. What can you speak about discipline in construction? What has being disciplined done for you or it could do for someone else? I put discipline as one of my first tasks uh, because if you have discipline, you can bring that into goals. If you have discipline and you set your goal, you will make them happen. If you don't have discipline and you don't have persistence, your goals, no matter what, they will not come to. So discipline for me is imperative. In only in your job or also in construction or also in your personal life? In everything, I would say. Discipline is... To is accomplish anything. anything. And persistence. Yes, definitely. Tell me what can we do to bring more women into the construction space? To let them know that the construction industry is not for men anymore. It's We're not, not going to kick the men out of the construction industry. Right? No, but it, it, it's like the, when you refer to construction, what do you picture? You picture a hard hat, a pearl boot, but who's wearing it? A man. You will never think back 20 years ago, a woman with a hat and a parachute uh, boots, I'm sorry. You would say a woman would be in an office with a computer, but not in the on-site person. So right now we have wonderful architects, engineers, accountants, all related to, to, to the construction industry that the woman, and they're doing a wonderful job. Sometimes it's better than them, and I'm not putting them down, but I think that we should put ourselves. What could we do in this industry better, in, in construction, to open the space for women? I know, you know, we can let them know, but what could we do? What could the industry do to open the space more for women to come? Like I said before, this is an industry that uh, it's been a men uh, industry for a long time. And in my case, since I am almost about to retire, I would say to those young that still don't know exactly where do I want to go, which profession would, would I fit in. And I'm sure that women at this time would say computer science, but they would never say construction. Not at least this uh, in the end. So by saying that, I would say, being a baby boomer, and I see you, not a baby boomer. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you are trying to be a mentor. You are trying to bring the best of us. And I admire. So how can I influence this young generation, like for example, that still at this point was not quite sure whether she fit into the uh, construction industry and I said, yes you can and yes you will. Yes you can and yes we will. Yes. <laughs> Pulling <So>. for president. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in, in reality, I mean, a, I could be 
if I could be of any help, I, I could make change your mind. Or change your mind, or if you, so, so this is a good example. If you could influence somebody like Yvette, and she's gonna be here soon, so stay tuned. <laughs> if you could influence somebody like her that came from another industry, she doesn't have the construction experience, she's not an engineer or an architect, yet she is in the construction space at this point. And you're, like you said, a baby boomer, which by the way, you don't look like a baby boomer. <laughs> uh, many baby boomers would love to be like you. So you have a still a long time to go, but I really appreciate that you're thinking about giving back and fulfilling, ful you know, as a fulfillment. Uh, and if you could tell Yvette three things that the construction industry can do for her, even though her background is not in anything to do with construction, actually, she comes from retail and in the coronavirus affected a lot of the retail industry. So if retail people are listening and uh, what would you be able to tell her? Three things that you can say and you can influence to convince her to be in this space. Oh, that's a good one. You know that I came from banking completely work, a completely different role and I am here. So. Because you were in retail, that doesn't mean that you cannot be in construction. It's so lucky. Reach out to your boss and be persistent. And what can construction do for her and for her son and for her life? How long have you been in construction? Almost 30 years. 30 years. So 30 years, fast forward, 30 years from now, what could construction do for Yvette? Yvette has a very strong personality and, um, and that's what we need. We need woman with character, with um, persistence. So character, persistence, and strong personality? She has a very strong personality. So I just want to translate this into people. I don't want to assume. And what is a strong personality for you? Strong personality is the one that set goals. Goals. And they, and they are persistent. Because of the persistence and this. If I can summarize Purisima for you, it's about being disciplined and being setting goals and be persistent until you get it done. That's the summary of your. Is that true? 100%. Purisima, I, I thank you very much. I know you needed to leave. I know you have, you're taking care of your mom. And these are the things that we do as women. We do a really good job. We, even though we're in a very demanding industry that wants to finish on time and on budget, and you cannot leave stuff for later on, we also go home and change the hard hat to another hat. We become the spouse. We become the, the, mother. the, mother, the mother. We become the caretaker. And I really want to close. Re and now I'm really, really going to close. <laughs> Tell me about what, what is it like to raise a child? Your son is now, and you, you're, a, you're a grandmother. So what is it to raise your child as a single woman, because you also became a single woman, considering you are how you are, that you're determined to get things done, and you don't like to be mediocre. You have a project that demands work from you, and right, hours of work, because you are committed to a goal. You're not committed two hours, five hours, eight hours a day. You're committed to an outcome. And until it's not done, she said it. it you, you, you don't stop. But you also have a son and you also have a mother that is 
that you're taking care of. She's she's ill, but you also want to do that work well. You want to be a good mother, a groom. You want to do everything good. How is it that you have been able to juggle between both worlds? Because as I said, it, it, you have to, to structure yourself. And if you have discipline, everything will come to place. How do you get discipline, Purisima? Some people are not born with that in them. Discipline is something that you achieve. Discipline is something that you put in your goal. And until you don't reach that goal, you need to keep persistence to until you get And discipline is everything. Has construction done good for you financially? Yes, indeed. So yes. do you rec do you think people can make money in this industry? You can never start bettering yourself. And it's like every other profession. You need to keep on getting knowledge and keep on studying. I mean, not because you get a degree, you're going to stop right there. You need to move on with technology and you have to move on. And that's very commendable from you. I, I congratulate you because you, you said it yourself. I'm not calling your age, but you said you're a baby mover and you're still keeping up with technology no, and forcing yourself to learn, even though, you know, it's, uh, I remember, you, you know, we were talking about it. I love technology and technology loves me. So I congratulate you a lot. And you're an example for me. Uh, I really believe you know a lot about construction, so I would love to talk more about how do you make this happen, how are you successful in a project, uh, but we can do that in another episode. <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving me the Thank you for listening to Thriving in Construction, the podcast with Patricia Bonilla. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any suggestions or any related topics you would like us to tackle in our future episodes, feel free to reach Patricia by sending her a message through the website, anchor.fm slash thrivinginconstruction or find her on LinkedIn. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week here in Thriving in Construction, the podcast.